Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Secret Origins of Mint Condition. This is our second anniversary episode of doing the podcast. And so joining me, of course, on this anniversary edition is Joe. Hey, gang. How you doing? And Chris. Hey, y'all. And uh, this is just going to be the the three of us. I know last year's anniversary episode, I, I, I don't think we could top. We had uh, the Grosses and Richie here, and uh, it was amazing. And uh, we have some other ideas and stuff for the possible anniversary episode. And those ideas, I'm not going to reveal because they probably turn. They're going to turn into future episodes. But you know, for second anniversary, I thought we would just uh, reminisce, guys, um, on the past year and maybe two years of podcasting. So, uh, so Joe, any any thoughts as we uh, as we open up our second anniversary episode? Well, I mean, the, the first thought that comes to mind is the the whole reunion, reunion aspect of this uh, of this enterprise that you started, James and uh, reconnecting everybody, uh, whether it be uh, digitally or uh, uh, like yesterday, uh, as we were discussing offline, I had a day with Richie and, I, and Irene and uh, Keith and Lauren, and it was great. And we talked about the, we talked about the podcast, we talked about Mint, and um, it's, just, uh, it's just great to renew all acquaintances and friendships and just to continue them. And, um, and just know that your friends are still there and, and uh, just the love and admiration we have for each other is just a, it's just a, a gift, and um, I treasure it. So yeah, that's my first thoughts. No, Joe, that was beautiful. That's, a, that's the that's the show, everyone. We can't take top that those sentiments. So that's, that's great. Show. We're gonna see you next week, y'all. Happy <laughs> <laughs> anniversary, boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Joe, that was beautiful, and I, I agree with all that. You still it very eloquently. But uh, Chris, what are your what are your thoughts uh, with our going into our second year of podcast or third year of podcasting? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I absolutely I agree with Joe, um, and I I think that's an ever present sentiment. Sometimes I get. Um, Sometimes I get hit with it out of nowhere. Like we'll just be recording, and it's just it's just a reminder of just how how lovely both of you and and all of our mint crew were and are and all that stuff. Um, but you know, for me, the funny thing, the really thing, the thing about this past year that's really stuck with me. Um, I talk about this with characters on TV shows and in books all the time, and it's one of the reasons why we love Wally West as much as we do, and that is seeing growth. Um, and for me, the second season, the second season has been a lot of, sorry, Eli is in the background rolling his car <laughs> around. Um, this second season has been all about growth, seeing seeing the variety of guests, like the wide variety of guests that we've brought on has been really, really cool. Like we've hit that point where it's like, oh, we have, you know, we have these incredible guests like Jeremy Adams and Michael Jan Friedman and. And but we also have like our our standby guests who continue to be amazing, like mm-hmm. you know, like Jack and like Arco and 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 so and Richie and and it's just it's so it's been a season of growth of like there's so many different people we can do the show with. The show's really evolved. Like we've had some solo episodes. You know, Joe, you've you've had your own episodes that, that you've run, which like you know, in the first season we kind of talked about, but we didn't know whether or not it was going to happen. But here we are. Yeah. Um, and then the growth of, you know, Joe, you writing the show notes and us really evolving in different directions. So that, that's been, for me, the second season. It's been growth. Very well. Yeah. Very well. Very well, Parker. Yeah, I agree. We've seen a lot of growth this, this, uh, this season of the podcast. Um, 
you know, we uh, we saw a little, I guess, you know, because we started this this podcast during the midpoint of the pandemic. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we had just I guess this episode is also like give, pulling the curtain behind some things like we had more time. So also during this time, sure. we've also all of us have gotten busier. We've gone back to work. Life has resumed. So we didn't put out the same volume of episodes this year, but we put out a very quality volume of episodes this year. So it's it's been growth and like you said, Chris, other areas of the podcast, which I'm very proud of. And yes, I'm, I'm very proud of the fact like, you know, as much as I always enjoyed being on the sports episodes, spawning the sports episodes off to you guys, I mean, was done more the end of last season, but mm-hmm. more so this season. Um, Joe, you, you took the... I start. I started you off with the first episode. I know you weren't sure, but you took the uh, Joe's Comics Corner. Have you run with it? So um, yeah, seriously. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's been it's been really it's been great to see. Um, you know, because as much as I always love being on it, I on the episodes that we do and the episodes with the guest. Um, part of my enjoyment, as I said about the show, is listening to listening to all of the people who we used to know and still know um, be on the episodes, and I'm I'm just listening. I get to be an audience member sometimes, which is which is nice for me. So. Um, you know, I, I look forward to more of those things and ideas with other, you know, I've offered it up and discussed with a few of our other regu- regular cast members, if you will, or regular store members about uh, doing doing their own thematic episodes and stuff. So I'm looking forward to more of that um, expanding as we go along. But, um, you know, since we brought it up, Joe, what, what uh, you know, how, how do you feel like now? I know you were a little uh, questioning doing it at first, but how do you feel about the Joe's Comics Corners now that's become a regular bit? Well, I enjoy doing them. I have a heck of a great time, you know, being the technophobe that I am, but uh, it, it's been a great learning curve. You guys have helped me tremendously to, to uh, you know, fly on my own, so to speak. So uh, uh, they've been great. And um, I know we've got a, a Superman birthright coming up this week. Keith and I, de- I think tomorrow night we're doing that, as a matter of fact. So and then we're going to move on to Superman um, um, Secret Origin by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank completing our Superman trilogy of, or, of origin stories for his 85th anniversary. So, uh, yeah, but the best thing about those is just, it's, um, uh, you know, I, I, when I have guests on, but you know, James, you, you, you've done it. We've done a couple together, right? And, yeah, um, yeah, Chris, yeah. Have, we, have we done a comics corner together yet? No, no, actually we, we haven't. So we got to do, we got to pick, well, if you want to do uh, long Halloween, we can do something like that, but yeah, we got to do something with, I would imagine. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm inspired by the episode. I know we're going to get into some of our favorite episodes and stuff, but, um, but the return of Barry, Barry Allen, the one that you did with Keith was uh, just a tremendous deep dive. Um, and really made me want to, want to get in on that. Yeah. I just listened to our man of steel, man of steel, John Byrne the other day. And, uh, I enjoyed, I really enjoyed that one. And, uh, you know, what's, what's interesting is, that I, you know, I've been around forever, you know, since the Stone Age, and I, know, I do know a lot. I've got a lot of backstory and, and knowledge about these characters and these concepts and these companies. And, but then when I find out stuff from my guests that I didn't know, that's that's great. That is just like, you know, oh, it's all mining gold. And you, you're learning something as you're doing these episodes. You're doing it for fun and for entertainment, but also for uh, you're getting a little education at the same time. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I was very trepidatious about doing them, James, as you know, but... Uh, you launched me, you pushed me out there, you threw me into the deep end of the pool, and <laughs> I survived. So, great. No. Well, I knew it would be good, because, like, I, I part of, like I said, I, I, I enjoy this also when we have guests on, or even just when we're doing our back-of-the-store chats, um, you know, or just the three of us and whatever. I learn a lot from you two, 
And so uh, I knew it would be good. I knew you either, you know, you and any other guests, whether myself, Keith, or, um, you know, we had Arco on one that has yet to air. Like, I learn a lot just from, like, you know, I know you say, like, you don't, you know so much, Joe. Like, you've you've forgotten more than me and Chris will ever know about comics. (laughs) Accurate. Yeah. So, so, and then, like, sometimes you uncover these gems in, in your talking about in these comics corners and stuff. Like, we'll get to it, but, like, we uncovered the gem that you knew Keith Williams. And yeah. we found Keith Williams. We found <laughs> Keith Williams, yes. <laughs> so, um, but no, I, I always knew it would be good. So uh, I, I am so happy that you've taken it, and um, you know you're doing a thematic thing on Superman for the basically for this year, which is good because it's what anniversary of Superman? Eighty fifth. Eighty fifth anniversary of Superman. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, so yeah, and I look forward to Chris. I can't wait to see what you book you'll uh, you choose because Joe, you have indulged me when I've I've chosen a topic and uh, we've gone a deep dive on it for those comics corners. So Chris, I can't wait for your episode of the comics corner. Well, no, it'll it'll be great. But I think you know, Joe, it's it's not to not to set you up in the spotlight here, but I think Joe's comics corner is really a microcosm of of what made Mint great, and I think what signified this second season was that. You know, our first season was great. It was, I think it was really enjoyable. It was a lot of fun. But, you know, a lot of it was like top 10, almost like formal episode stuff. I think this second season has felt a lot more like, like mint condition with the, with the back of the, the back of the, with the back of the store chats, with the comic corners, with the bouncing around, um, with not having all three of us every episode. This felt a lot, the second season felt a lot more like mint condition than I think the first season did, you know, and I think Joe's Comics Corner is a microcosm of of that reality. It's very, it's, it's felt very organic, like you know, because you never knew when that back door opened, right? You never knew what conversation was going to ensue. So uh, yes, completely agree, Chris. Definitely. Yeah, I agree, Chris, and uh, and also I thank you both too because uh, the back of the store chat, which I I I think is yeah, very... James, those have been great. Yeah, I, I was an idea. Well, it was again pulling back the curtain, audience. It was an idea done out of convenience because it was just the three of us could. Uh, could sit down and just launch into anything because we, as Chris said, like our first season was heavy, heavy researched um, topics. Mm-hmm. You know, we, most of our episodes, we were, we were re- reading or watching comment, watching movies or TV shows or comic books before we sat down to uh, record those, which were fun. Uh, but the, you know, again, with life picking up and schedules being what they were, it wasn't always possible. So I was like, let's just do a back of the store chat. And I, you know, and we, and we listened to some of the comments on Facebook. I mean, Facebook, all of anyone listening who comments on Facebook, we love your comments and they've always been great suggestions. But I think, you know, there's been comments periodically asking us to weigh in on on more current things, um, you know, like the store. So the back of the store chat's a way for us to like, if there's something going on in pop culture, you know, because we try to record those once or twice a month, we can, we can in real time um, weigh in on something because I turn those around pretty quickly. So uh I think I think that's the other aspect that's uh, been good for for this season of the podcast. Yeah, all that research that we that we did for those episodes in the first season, like for instance, the Western episode. Uh, I watched so many Clint Eastwood westerns that uh, I, when I would leave the house, and this is in, in, during the pandemic, make sure I've got my mask and make sure I've got my hand sanitizer and tissues and whatnot. And, oh, oh, I got to strap on my irons too. Oh, well, no, 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 no. This is not the 1880s. I don't, I'm not wearing a gun. When <laughs> 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 I got to that mindset, I, you know, my God, I know, you know, I got to take a step back from the Westerns for a while, but uh, it was fun to do all that research. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's been fun, but I do like, I, it's been fun. And we, we have other research episodes coming up, so I don't want the audience to think like, you know, the, you know, I mean, Joe's Comics Quarter is like a research central for, yeah. for stuff. And uh, for sure. 
Yeah, so we're not going away from the research stuff, but it is, it is like I said, it's more organic to have like back of the store chat drop-ins where we can just sort of, you know, just chat, you know, yeah. and uh, and whoever's in the store, we um, we just listen to what their thoughts and opinions are on the subject. Um, we do have this amazing device called Google, sometimes that we use on air to help us when we, <laughs> when we are really strapped. But for the most part, the back of the store chats are just like in the store, like we were just like our own, our own history and knowledge base was what you got in terms of a history lesson, so... So I guess let's, uh, we've talked to like a little bit about, I guess, you know, what we've, what we've liked about, like, so what were some of um, the highlights of the, of the year? I guess we can go through a couple of our personal highlights. So Chris, what was, what was some of your highlights of the past season? There was a lot of good stuff. <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit about the episode that haunts me because I think it's important. The food of mint condition episode <laughs> that you're going to hear me complain about every couple of months is possibly the most frustrating episode we've ever recorded because I now Christina's Christina's not been to port. My wife, she's not been to Port Washington actually. Um, she hasn't actually, she hasn't actually visited Port Washington by the time we met, didn't have any family there. My parents had moved away. Um, but I, I find myself telling her about Hank's deli and the chipper. I find myself telling her about hickories. I complain about Chinese food here in St. Louis. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Eastern strawberry used to. So it's this ridiculous thing where like, after we recorded that episode, every, every place we talked about buried itself into my brain. And so that episode haunts me. I loved that episode because it was so... (laughs) It was so goofy to talk about food for like an hour and 15 minutes, however long we did it. Um, But it was such an integral part of like, it was such an integral part of of being at Mint. Everybody like you knew if you were coming to, um, everybody knew that like when you were coming to Mint, if you were spending any sort of extended period of time there, it was going to be, you know, it was, there was going to be food consumed and where were you getting it from and what was open at any given time. And um, Mm. so anyway, the food episode really, I don't know. It just really tickled me as somebody who doesn't live in port anymore, who hasn't visited in, I think, seven years. Um, and even then it was for a very short time. Um, the food episode, I really enjoyed. No, I, I concur. That was a great episode. Yeah. It was a great episode. Yeah. And it uh, makes us, uh, it makes me call back to like some, uh, if he's ever open to it, I'd love to still have Walter on the show to talk about. We'll do a second episode, Chris. We, we could be gluttonous enough to do a second episode on food if we get Walter on the podcast. No, it's no, no, no. I think it's it's great. It's one of those things where like, I really want to come back and visit y'all. Like, it'll be so good to see you. But you know what's going to get me to poor Washington? As much as I love all of you, it's not you. It's the food. The food is what's going to bring me back. Perfectly understandable. <laughs> it's perfectly reasoned out. No, uh, everyone can understand it. Yeah. I know I get it. <laughs> Uh, Joe, what's one of your uh, top highlights of? I know there's a lot of them, and uh, we'll re- we'll touch on a lot of them. But what's one of your like top highlights of this past season? Wow, let's see. Um, um, I, 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 the um, Star Trek episodes have been great, uh, especially what uh, what the uh, Picard season three, uh, because um, as you know, I didn't I didn't want to watch. I I I you know jumped out of Picard season one after three episodes and. You, you sent me a text and said, Joe, there's a scene in, in episode two of season three that, you know, you will love and you got to watch this. And, and of course, that was the scene where, where uh, Worf comes to Rafi's rescue in true Mr. Worf fashion, you know, uh, and um, I was hooked. I saw that little scene. I, I got to watch it. And then I just, I, you know, every, what was it, every Thursday, James, every Wednesday when his shows, episodes would drop, 
on uh, Picard. And um, so watching those episodes was great, but then getting the chance to talk to you and, and Josh and, and John about them. And, and I think Jack was in a few of those episodes too. That uh, made it even more, more fun and, and just, uh, just to enlighten the experience to the, to the point where, wow, I had no idea that I would, you know, I knew I was invested in these characters, but then to see them, you know, they're as old as I am. They're older than I am, which is amazing. And, and they're still having these great adventures. They're still saving the galaxy as we know it. It's just great to see that, you know, it was so well written and acted and produced. And it, it's just great to see, you know, people in their, I'm not going to say declining years and they're in their golden years uh, doing, still having these, not only these adventures of, of exploration, but self-discovery at the same time. And then we get to talk about that on, on, on the podcast. It's just, uh, I think that was the highlight for me. Yeah. The Picard, the Picard episodes. We did. Yeah. Those are great. I was, I was very like, it was, that was like a moment in pop culture this, this past year in general that, uh, you know, as, as, you know, Strange New Worlds came out last year and, you know, obviously it took, you know, it took, it sort of shook up and like woke people up about Star Trek, but you know, Star Trek, uh, Picard season three, like had a real moment where it was like ca- recapturing the lightning that next generation had when it was on. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I reminisce in a, in a, you know, I think a, a few, uh, upcoming or previously aired back of the store. I don't know if they really capitalized on the momentum from what they got from Picard season three to do more with Star Trek, but that was real lightning in the bottle. So I enjoyed that as much as, you know, it, it, that was a part of the, part of the store too. You could watch something as we've said, and, or go mm-hmm. to the movies and see something and then you could come in and find somebody to talk about this stuff with or gather exactly. and talk about this stuff with. So, you know, it was, it's fun when we can do those, you know, when we're able time-wise to watch something on TV that we all like or a group of us like, and then we are have the time to record an episode about it. Those, those are, those are really fun. I, I liked, uh, you know, I mean, as Chris, Chris has said, and Joe, when you when you have a break in sports, uh, Chris, we have to do we have to do an Andor episode in this podcast. At some point. We we really do. I know we we talked. It's it's yeah. We we really um, that's a thing we need to do. <laughs> I guess there's not much more to to say than that without like launching into it here and and suddenly this has become an Andor episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, I, even, well, Joe, well, I haven't you, seen Andor yet. No, I was going to say yet. you haven't seen Andor yet. So, so we still have. We still have to yeah. get you to see Andor, and then we can have a, you know, uh, you know, it's good to revisit. I mean, listen, we've, we've there's like so much to watch and view that uh, it's hard, especially. And Joe, you're like in sports now, uh, season round year because you're into hockey now. Thanks, Chris. yeah, thanks, so, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> my my sincere delight. Well, I should. Uh... <laughs> there's no there's no off days for you now. There's no no, no off there, there isn't no no. We got the uh, as a matter of fact, it's uh, September is looming, so uh, that means the PBA league is coming. So, you know, my, my, my uh, passion, my bowling passion is, will be back. Yeah, so much for retirement, Joe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, yesterday we were talking about what you just you were talking about just now, James, about uh, uh, with Richie and uh, we were reminiscing about how um, I would come in on certain days, usually on a Wednesday, I guess it was comic day, and you would hand me uh, a video cassette of the latest Babylon 5, right? Yes. And yeah. then I would come in on another day and Adrian would hand me a uh, the arc episodes of, of uh, Buffy and Angel. And, and I think it was season two. I would, uh, back in the day when John John and Joan had the store, I would come in and hand Joan or John uh, a season two episode of Lois and Clark because they, for some reason they weren't watching it at the time. And so it was this, this constant exchange of not only ideas, but like of uh, of actual, you know, the, the, the physical media that, that we were all into. And it, it was just great to know that you could go into the, into the, into Mint and... Um, Somebody always had something for you, and it was free. It was great. 
No, it was yeah. a real community. Like, uh, I mean, I can't, I mean, I can think of like recently, like, I don't know when we started doing, it. I think we started doing it at the end or the middle of the first season of this podcast, but it's definitely very, like, I love hearing the, um, the end of the episode recommendations. I mean, I, 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 you know, I appreciate all of them, but like, there are some really great books that you and Chris have read on Hoopla or just in general that I've picked up and I've loved this too. And, and it's just because like the way we record and we don't always get to like, you know, I should say more like, oh, I really enjoyed this book, which I try to do. But um, but that was like mint. Like you would tell mm-hmm. the person, like, read this book or check this out. I mean, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the beauty of being in person is like, instead of us just recommending it, thank God for Hoopla, though, our non-sponsor sponsor for the last two years. Right. Um, we can recommend it and it's not it's not a cost anything to go check it out. Um, but, you know, you, we could also like, you know, Chris or you could like give me a videotape or say, here's this comic, borrow mm-hmm. mine, yeah. and yeah. then you can get into it. Um I mean, I still remember. I don't know if Steve remembers, uh, um, but Steve, you know, Steve, like at one point, he, he you know, we talked talk about this on a recent a podcast, the Chuck Dixon era of Nightwing. Like he dropped like 50 issues on me. He just like, he's like, here, check this out. He like came in with like a, a King Cullen brown paper bag wrapped up and <laughs> dropped this like tome on me. And I was like, and it was fantastic. And that was one of the great things at Mint. You know, you yeah. could just, you could do that. You're like, you want to run here. I trust you enough to, with my issues individually this is before the trade there weren't that many like i mean joe you can speak to us and chris maybe you remember there weren't that many trades as they are now right no not 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 at all no not no. Right for the trade you couldn't you couldn't count on it happening right that's exactly right chris yeah so you had yeah. to if you, you you had to read the stories the, the floppies so to speak as they call them now today yeah yeah i mean i Very think that's yeah, you you did that with like the original Swamp Thing wrong as I've said because there was no Swamp Thing Bronze Age omnibus back in the not that I even could afford it, but like, <laughs> the, there was no Swamp Thing omnibus. Um, Chris, I think you you might have lent me Long Halloween or you lent me a couple things too. I can't remember, but there was no. I was I was eager to see this is and this is goes back to the kind of um, environment that Mint cultivated and the community cultivated. I was always eager to lend out books because. Here I was surrounded by all these like amazing people who knew like a million more things about comics than I did. And they might go, I haven't read that story. And I finally get to make a recommendation. I'm like, oh, my God, you haven't read this. Like, I'm so excited. But also I felt compelled to in in a good way to to get to share these stories with people because other people shared their stories with me, like both of you were describing. So, like, it was so nice to feel like, um, you know, that we, we that there was that 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 reciprocal nature mm-hmm. of, of that community to be able to say, yeah, take this. Of course I trust you. You trusted me with this. Why wouldn't I trust you with that? Yeah, I agree, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like, just to kind of think about like stuff from the past season, like Chris, your recommendation of um, Tom Taylor's first volume of Nightwing. Fantastic. Like, I love that. That's one of my favorite books. So that's a recommendation you gave me on the podcast this past season. Also, the book that I still want to do a uh, episode with you and Josh Murray on, um, do a power bomb. Another fantastic yes. recommendation. Yes. I would have never ever come across unless you recommended it. Um, so yeah, like those are just like, I, there's more, there's more than that, but those are just off the top of my head. So I like that we continue can do that for each other on this podcast and hopefully for the uh, listening audience. Um, but, you know, kind of going circling back Joe, to what you said, like you very eloquently like uh, started our episode with uh, those, those warm sentiments. Um, you got to reconnect with Keith Williams, which I don't know if that episode will air by the time this episode is, but that was like a real big like connection from your past. Oh, it's amazing. Um, I thank you again, James, for, for giving me that opportunity because this is somebody I'd worked with uh, in the mid eighties at Barnes and Noble on 18th street. And um, it was just, we sat down and uh, we had connection problems at the beginning and we figured it out. And then we just, uh, we could have gone completely into the weeds on just, you know, Barnes and Noble 
working at Barnes and Noble at the time, but we didn't do that, thank God. And um, it was, uh, you know, I learned more about his career and he was just gracious to give us his, to give us his time. And it was just uh, a wonderful hour. You know, and hopefully uh, he'll come on again. And uh, he still is in Brooklyn, so there's still a chance we can get together at some point. So I don't live that far from Brooklyn. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be wonderful if he could. I mean, I, I, he seemed he seemed like really enjoyed it. I, you know, listening audience, if it hasn't dropped yet, it will be dropping soon. But it's a great, really great episode. And uh, you guys actually did like an hour and a half, I think. I think episode. we did, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was good. It was a great episode. So uh, that was wonderful. And I can't, yeah, I look forward to like, uh, you know, I look forward to ha- having him on again because he's got, what did you say, 40 years in the business? Of 40 knowledge? years in the business, yeah. 40 years and still going, business. and still going, right? Still going, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's Could incredible. Younger than I am. But he's still he's still uh, in the business, yes. Still at conventions. I know. I see him on the. I follow him on Instagram. I mean, that's how I found him. And uh, and again, this this kind of just calls calls circle. And I've said this in other podcasts, but this is our anniversary one, so I can repeat myself if I need to. But um, like that was just one of your things, Joe. You you like just dropped that knowledge bomb during one of your Joe's Comics corners. Yeah, you know, I when during the John Byrne Superman, like I knew Keith Lee. You know, I knew <laughs> the he inked till he inked the backgrounds or the ink the link these books, and I'm like. That's, that was me going like offline. Joe, you know Keith Williams? Like, yeah, I don't, you know. <laughs> you're very modest about it. And you're like, I don't know. And I'm like, I'm reaching out to this guy. <laughs> I'm reaching out seeing if he remembers you. And he did. And so he did. That's that amazing, yes. Yeah, so I look forward to that episode. Hopefully that episode is aired. If not, it will be airing soon. Um, you know, Chris, one of my other, like, uh, one of the highlights, I think, uh, for the for the year and hopefully for the audience was the um, Jeremy Adams episode. Chris, you were unfortunately not there for us, but like we haven't had a chance to really talk about it. What were your thoughts about on air, at least about the Jeremy Adams? Oh, episode? it was it was great. I, so it was funny because I actually, um, you know, there was a bit of a backlog of episodes that I hadn't gotten to listen to yet because I hadn't been on them. And so it was so nice to have good timing on um the Jeremy Adams episode I listened to, actually, I was in a, on a layover in Chicago coming back from a very, very brief trip to Buffalo back in May. And um, and I just got to listen to it while I was sitting at a bar eating uh, eating lunch and, and having a beer. And it was just it was great. It was so it was so interesting to hear from to hear from him. Um, I I thought you guys did a great job of asking good questions. I think one of my favorite parts about the way that we tend to interview people is that we have some questions we walk in with, but we're also, I, I think we're good at, at flexing the conversation towards what the, our guest wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. So we don't end up in this prescribed, like, okay, we ask these questions, this, 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 and this, um, we're willing to take the detours into things that our guests are interested in, which I think makes for more interesting interviews. Um, but I liked, you know, my favorite part of that, honestly, was listening to him talk about, just because this this resonates a lot with me. I've talked about this in past episodes, folks, about um, about family. And um, and it was really nice to hear him talk about the episode, uh, the, uh, the issue that he wrote with his daughter. Mm. Um, especially because then I got to go back and, and read that issue. And I was like, oh, like I can, I can see the influence. Like I can read and feel the influence. Um, so I, I really liked the episode. Um, he seems like a like a genuinely nice guy, but that also is sort of par for the course for our guests in general. So mm-hmm. it didn't like entirely surprise me because that was the other thing about main condition. We talked about this very, very early on. Um, the people who were just kind of crummy weeded themselves out, right? <laughs> um, and we ended up with a really, really, we you know, we self-selected. We ended up with a really good community of people because there were people who who didn't belong 
because of their attitudes um, and they self-selected out. So having, you know, having Jeremy Adams come on, I thought was like, was awesome. We talked about how like, uh, it's, it's cool to have established people in the industry and skilled artists of different types come on the show and be guests. Right. Um, But more than that, it was, it was nice that I got to sit and listen to a conversation that, that actually could have happened I thought in mint, this could have been one of those like, hey, let's get together. Uh, We're going to order a couple of pizzas. And this is going to be one of those events for the the guests of our store, you know? Well put, Chris. Yeah, that's what I was. I was kind of thinking, like, um, just to reflect on, like, I I never started this pod. I started this podcast to reconnect with everyone from mint. I didn't think we would turn into like an interview or industry podcast, which we're still not. But like, it's, it's nice to be able to have like, people in the industry come and want to be on the show. And I'm grateful for everyone who's done that so far. I mean, Michael Jan Friedman has always knocked it out of the park. I mean, he was also a customer of the store. So it was nice that he's in the industry, but it's also nice as a customer of the store. He's, um, you know, he's been on three times. He's going to be on again. And it's, it's nice when he comes in that we've gotten to a point where I feel like he's, um, he feels more like comfortable talking to, not that he was uncomfortable talking to us, but you know, we're not just talking like about promoting stuff for him, which we, which we're happy to do but he also just likes to hang with us. Um, I think, you know, I think what it comes down to for we, the three of us want to extend the same warmth that we felt coming into mint. And I think that when we can successfully do that and when our guests can, can successfully do that to one another, you know, it's that community that people love um, about comic book stores. You know, this is, this is what, what we've loved about comic book stores is the community because, you know, it could be argued that, um, that we don't need that. Now you can find the issues you want online and just order online or read the eBooks or whatever. And and we've talked about how, what we miss is the, we miss the gathering. We miss the place. We miss the knowing that when I walk in on Wednesdays around what time I'll see who, which person. And so I think I, you know, and, and please, you know, absolutely folks feel free to, to correct us on, on the Facebook page, but I think, I think that warmth is, is, um, something special, you know? No, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's also, um, yeah, the warmth and the, the hanging out with the people that you would meet in the store, uh, is, uh, is part of it. You know, it's why we, um, it's why we gather, it's why we're doing this podcast. I mean, we talked about also like, you know, the guests we have on have all been, great but they've also been great because like you just said chris this is the conversation that could have happened in the store and and for the most part you know we are we are looking and hoping to create an environment when we have someone like you know industry guest wise on the store and and also just customer base wise that uh that they want to come back and be part of the community we're not we're not looking to check names off of, off of boxes here just to have people on either either you know like quote-unquote celebrity guests or quote-unquote former customers we're looking to have them come and play in the sandbox so uh and i think we've done that i mean you know like i said michael jamfrey has been a couple times and i think jeremy three, will three times, three three times. times. yeah three yeah, times three and yeah. jeremy's willing to come back and keith williams is, is willing to come back, come back so yeah. um you know uh dan Mazden, jan Mazden, who recently was on he's he's yeah. he'd be interested coming back I forget, you know um so yeah you know we got we have all the, these people who are hopefully going to come back and enjoy their time on the show yeah. You know. We haven't scared anybody away yet. <laughs> so no, 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 no. We've uh, you know every everyone who's every you know, and for the most part, everyone's made a like a second. Like one of my also favorite episodes of this season was a. Uh, it was sort of a Joe's Comics Corner. It really wasn't. It was just like an Arco Spotlight, the Adam Warlock episode that. Oh, uh, that was with great! Us was, yeah. Yes. 
Yes. Well, that was also that was also for me personally. It's that um, you know we hadn't had Arco on in a while, mm. so it's it's you know I think that's the if I want to find the one sort of downside of this episode of this season um, that that you know that did set it apart from the stores that the store always had room for more people. Right. And I know we need to be thoughtful about schedules and we need to be thoughtful about how many people we have in the conversation at any given time, how many guests we have on. But um, but man, it was so good to hear to hear Arco again because we had him on a bunch of times in the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just we weren't we weren't lining anything up. And so so having him come back for that Adam Warlock episode, I I for me, it it, it was just really, really nice after I think speaking to Arco a couple of times in the first season um, and then, you know, us being kind of radio silent for for a little while. So, yes, and he also came back uh, for for one of my favorite episodes too. I think the audience is uh, the Transformers the movie episode, which uh, I feel. I know Jack says Jack uh, are you offline says like one of his favorite episodes we've we've ever done. And it was it was a great chat. And, you know, both to have Arco on that, and um, and also to I reconnected with um, uh, my other friend Keith. Um, so it was it was a great episode. But yeah, um, and we have another episode coming over Arco and Arco. We're trying to line things up to get Arco on. On a little bit more, so uh, I'm with you, Chris. I'll, I'll also say though, I like. Th- don't get me wrong, Transformers was a good episode, but one of the ones that has to top this season for me was our special hollow foil chrome die cut variant cover bagged 100th episode <laughs> edition. I enjoyed the hell out of that episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, so well, I'm I'm glad uh, at this point. I mean, enough time has passed. I mean, I'm glad the joke landed. This one else is. I'm glad the joke landed, and I'm glad those uh, those individuals uh, that took it. And and Chris, it's it's all your credit though. Like you you had the this was your you had the idea, and I I just kind of ran with it, and they ran with it. But the idea of uh, doing a 200th episode, uh, no, sorry, a hundredth episode that way was the. Um, that was came from your mind, so I, it's all all praise to you, Chris, for that. I, I I will thank you. I will I will only partially take credit, but I will take. I know cool guys aren't supposed to look at explosions, but um, <laughs> I want to look at that one. I was very very proud of that idea, and then of course it was executed brilliantly by uh, Josh and Richie and Jack. Like I <laughs> I was very very pleased with the way that that turned out, and then we had a little a little bit of follow up in our own episodes. Oh, the follow was cool, yeah. yeah. That was, that was a lot of um, <laughs> no, that was that was you know that was the other thing too is that don't get me wrong. Again, the first season was great, but that's what we want to see is a better second season, a stronger second season. And um, I think we got to, I think we did a lot more playing in the second season. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. We, we, we had a lot. We, we played around with a lot of formats. We played around with episode types. Um, you know, I'm not, you, you know, don't want to tilt their hand. We probably will revisit the, the multiverse of condition at some point. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think I we'll like have to. Pop, pop culture confessions. I, I enjoyed that, James. <laughs> oh yeah that was like another like just like rant. let's see if this works i'm glad that yeah we've done that a few times and it's yeah. uh it's it's always uh it's always revealed something interesting and taken us in wild directions conversation wise yes disco five minutes of disco joe talking about disco god help us <laughs> also i know it's not i know it's not ideal um but also i i this year marked a lot of loss for us and I thought that it was it was nice that we got to do a lot of like memoriam episodes, um, which also got me reading stuff that I, I don't know that I, w- I would have gotten to anytime soon. You know, so like, don't get me wrong. We obviously don't want to be losing. It was it was a sad year losing as many titans uh, mm. in the industry as, as we did. Um, but looking back over some of the episodes, like it gave us an opportunity to really 
to to pay tribute and um and talk about these folks that made me go oh I want to go back and read this or I want to go back and watch that. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. As sad as that was, I mean, uh, I was just scrolling through our feed just to refresh what happened specifically in this 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 season of the podcast. But like it was, it started out unfortunately with Conroy. We did, mm-hmm. and then it was. It was uh, even before Conroy, wasn't it? For this, I mean, for our year. Um, was it before? I mean, I mean, because I know we, we when we you're looking at you're looking at our year, our our personal like our second year of the podcast started in September. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, that's right. So did we like? Did, was that sale? Was sale this year? Okay. Yes. Yeah, we had Sale. We had um, um, Neil Adams and Neil Perez. Adams. Yeah, we, we lost, lost Perez, Perez too. Right? John um, John Senior. Yeah, Senior. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so there was. I mean, there was just there was a lot this season, um, and it was nice to be able to make the space to to talk about because this is, of course, what we would have done at the store too, right? We would have talked exactly. about oh, yeah. these different yeah. these different folks who had who had died. Um, and I like that we were able to to do a little bit of little bit of deep dive and share some stuff with each other. That it was like, ah, this is what this person meant to me personally, but also artistically, this is what they they meant to the to the industry and and everything. So that was, um, yeah, it was you know obviously again not a thing we wanted, but it, it's it's a thing that uh, that happened, and I'm glad that we were able to um, go back and, and remember some of these folks. I know it feels again things that feel like forever ago, but uh, mm. yeah, I know I, I agree. I agree. It was, um, yeah. I mean, we don't want them to happen, but it was an opportunity. And Joe, you're always fantastic on those on those things because, uh, you know, the the amount of knowledge you have and tribute you can properly pay some of these these people because you just have such a breadth of knowledge of their work is always nice. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I had the pleasure of meeting some of those people too. Uh, you know, uh, going to those conventions back in the '70s. I always talk about the first time I met. I think the only time I met uh, Jack Kirby, and it was a Ralph Cramden humming a humming a humming moment. That's what it was, you know, it was like you're standing in front of Jack Kirby and I just barely had the temerity to, to, to uh, put my copy of uh, uh, New God, not New God, so Forever People Number One in front of him and ask him, Mr. Kirby, could you please sign my comic book? Wow. I still, I still have that comic book today. It's one of my prized possessions. As a great, again, again, Joe, incredible, incredible story <laughs> we've never heard before. So <laughs> more pop culture conventions is coming out. Joe's, Joe's just reminiscing about his time with meeting like the titans of the, of the industry. So um, like I said, that's when you like you dropped, oh, I met Batman and Robin in costume. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, at the car show. Yeah, that was great. At the car show. So. <laughs> that yeah and it's in an episode we will have to do at some point is like you you have a fanzine with an article published with len ween like you know legendary oh, the interview len with len ween yes uh, you know i was looking at that fanzine the other day and uh, there's another interview in there too that i did with um e nelson bridwell i completely forgot that one uh, that's that's incredible you know joe joe gets to be our own norman mckay he's watched the titans walk the earth and he has kept stride <laughs> Well, my stride is getting shorter, though. <laughs> hey, this is that's that's what that's what comes with age, and that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, are there any other like um, highlights that I'm missing for the year? I mean, we have a uh, we have a lot of fun stuff coming up in this in the next season of the podcast. Um, I mean, I'll tease it. Bec- it may have aired already. I don't know. But if it hasn't aired, it will be airing soon. One of our guests that we've already recorded, or again, that might have aired, was uh, I got to, we did a Thundercats episode, and then I, I spur of the moment, reached out to the voice of lion on Instagram, Larry Kenny, and Larry agreed to be on the podcast. So if it hasn't aired, it will air. And if it has aired, I hope you all enjoyed spe- hearing the voice of childhood, Larry Kenny, the voice of lion That was like a real magical sort of moment on the podcast, so... 
Um, at the time of this recording, Chris and Joe have not heard that episode, so they got to take my word for it. But it was a, but uh, no, I'm, ex- I'm real excited about it. Yeah, it was really a magical thing for him to do it, and um, and I, he might come back. So um, so we'll see if he'll he'll join us again. Like always, our guests are, are willing to come back. So that's like just something I'll either tease or just reminisce on as we, uh, you know, talk about our highlights right now. But um, are there any other like highlights from the past year that we didn't touch upon? Yeah, James, I want to give you a bit of a shout out. Um... And everybody, you all know James. You know he's, he's he will he will he's probably blushing right now. And I'm sorry for <laughs> that, James. But here we are. Um, I really liked your episode with uh, with Tom Payne, um, overcoming adversity with a Buddhist heart. I I really liked that. I thought that that was you know you, you came to us and you said hey, um, you know my friend he 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 was doing all this great work in the community and and um, I, if I'm not mistaken there was a, there was a fire. Is that right, James? Yeah, there was a fire and his, uh, yeah. Um, and this was, you know, this was like, this is something that he, he did for, for the community. Um, and just, just how much he supports the community and communities come to mean a lot to me. I didn't, I didn't understand when I was younger and part of the mint community, just, just how special it was. So, you know, as I've gotten older and I've really appreciated what mint and the mint community did for me. And, and we've talked about how much it did for Port Washington in general. Um, you know what Mr. Payne created for for his community of folks is so huge, and so for you, James, with your huge heart to say, please come on the show. I want to talk about the work you do, but also we want to like raise a little bit of awareness and see if we can't, you know, you know, throw some support your way, the way that you, Mr. Payne, have supported this community. Um, you know that was that was really to me that was really special. That was a really great episode. That to me was indicative of. Um, really what the Grosses and the Garofalos and Joe made out of mint condition. They took a comic book store and they made sure it was more than that for other people um, without thought to how does this benefit me? How does this benefit the store? It was the understanding that when we make our community stronger, we benefit from it. We don't need to see how we do it. We can trust that when our community is stronger, we benefit from it. Um, so I really enjoyed that episode from an intellectual standpoint of just, just meeting someone new in Tom and, and, and hearing him talk about the work he does um, and hearing a little bit about the relationship you guys have and the history you guys have. But um, but knowing that that was your first thought in the wake of that fire, James, was, was you saying, I would like to have him on because he's done so much for this community and I want our community to know what Tom has done. So, um, so kudos to, to you, James, for really, I thought... Um, exemplifying the spirit of the podcast and of Mint Condition and of the three wonderful, um, you know, owner eras of Mint Condition. Well, thank you, Chris. That was very, Beautiful those very kind words. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I'm, um, I was happy. He was happy to do it. You know, hopefully, like I said, he got a little bit more awareness and out there of his message because I know a lot of our listeners are probably still New York based in his area. So, um, and and you know, even past that, um, it's also just good to highlight you know people doing. Work you said, Chris. Good work in the community sometimes. So it's it's nice to hear that. And uh, and actually, that episode inspired Tom. He's got a, he got his own podcast. Like we talked a little oh, bit about really? that. He's got a podcast really? he puts out on Spotify. Wonderful. Um, uh, so you can look up Tom Payne on uh, on Spotify. I think the I think his podcast is called You Should Listen. And he kind of just it's kind of just <laughs> okay. his solo podcast. And he talks about all things that whatever is top of mind. He gets he sometimes it's stuff like in fitness. Sometimes it's stuff in his like hip hop music things and. And some of it's very vulnerable and stuff like that. You know, it talks about, you know, the stuff that personally. So, uh, and for a quick heads up, pain, P-A-Y-N-E, listeners. Right? Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Chris, for that. I pre- appreciate that. You bet. 
Um, yeah, so I was happy to have him on. I'm, I'm happy that this inspired him. You know, it's, you know, uh, I, you know, if we can, like I said, I, I will still, this is not directly, re- it is directly related to our cousin podcast, Trash Compactor. Like, you know, Josh always says that we inspired him to do his own. And that's, uh, it's always nice to see that people take something and they can run with it too, because we have a lot of interesting people we've spoken to. Um, Trash Compactor this, this season and last season, I know it's sort of like, you know, because our season, our year is in September, kind of like, you know, it's weird with the years, but uh, Josh is doing amazing work with interviews and the stuff he's talking about over there. So I'm happy to shout that out as well. And Tom, Tom just started, I'm happy to shout that out as well. So yeah, I mean, we want to help our community. You know, Michael Jan Friedman, as I said, he comes on and he's our friend. I'm also, we're also happy to support his Kickstarters because we like his work. So, yeah, um, exactly. you know, thanks the community. We want to support people doing their thing and being able to do their thing. Um, so thank you, Chris, for, for mentioning that. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, again, I think a lot of these things, they, they, it's, they're reminders of what it is that, cause we've talked about this in the past, what pop culture has meant to us, how important it is to us, how much we have personally taken from, from so, so much of what we have watched, consumed that sort of thing. Um, you know, I'm thinking about Josh's podcast. Uh, I've gotten to be a guest uh, several times. It's been great fun. But, um, you know, honestly, the most fun I've gotten from his his uh, his podcast, and I apologize right now, I might screw this up because I'm not able to pull it up in front of me, but he has two episodes with a guest. Her name is uh, Maya, and um, and she talks about she has her own podcast and she talks about um, life with a stutter. And, and Josh has talked about his stutter. And and so they, they talk about it with regards to uh, Star Wars and and um, um Oh my gosh, uh, James Earl Jones and how the voice of Darth Vader has a stutter. Mm-hmm. Um, the actor, you know, who plays him, and and you know what that's like um, in performance. Uh, the choice to have a stutter or not have a stutter, which we we saw in the Last Jedi, we saw with um, with Andor and uh, the droid. Um, you know, it's it's it was just it, to me it was interesting. I like the le- I like looking at at different parts of pop culture through a different lens. And I think that, that some of the folks that are, they're doing work parallel to the work we're doing are doing some really interesting stuff. Um, Josh, I apologize. I can't remember uh, if you listen to this and you're like, oh, I'm going to post in the Facebook comments, please do. Um, but those two episodes with, with Maya, I think are, are outstanding. So I think, you know, seeing that, seeing other people apply different lenses to pop culture is also just a joy too. Well, I'll just I'll just pick it back. I mean, he deserves a shout out. Not to turn this whole episode into a uh, trash compactor uh, <laughs> tribute, tribute episode, but I'm gonna shout out one more thing. We're talking about people doing nice things. The the one that you were part of with, uh, you know, um, Chris uh, and Josh Murray was the uh, mental health episode in Star Wars. I thought that was another. Oh yeah, that was I enjoyed that episode. That was that was I, I was really glad to be a part of that. So that was another way to see pop culture in another light, but also to, you know, I think, uh, I think it's getting better, but always to shine light on the influences of mental health on individuals and in pop culture, I think is a good job. And I think you, that was a really solid episode. Um, so if you haven't checked it out, people, please do that. And, uh, and Josh, if you want to put that in the comments or the link, we, we would happy to have you do that as well when this episode comes out. So please do that. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, I thought to, uh, you know, Chris, you brought up this interesting idea um, before we like officially wrap up this episode about uh, things that we've, the, the podcast has outlasted. <laughs> um, oh, no, I should have known you were going to do this and I should have done my homework, but I was like, no, I've got more time. All right. But no, I don't know, I know about this. This is new. Okay, go ahead. So, so this is, I only have like a very small thing because I didn't have a lot of time to do homework. Okay. Again, this was not a homework based episode audience, as we said before, but we, no, it wasn't. 
but as of right now, we have so far out. We've we've gone we've gone head to head and matched the uh, the Netflix Punisher series. They did two seasons. We've done two seasons. Um, I think that's fair. <laughs> um, I think we'll go further. Who knows if the Punisher will go three seasons? But we've gone at least as long as the Punisher. Um, we've also we've definitely gone longer than Firefly. Um, the Josh <laughs> Whedon of it all aside, we we our story has gone longer than than that story. Um, though people out there who love Firefly probably argue there's more story to tell. I've not read the comics. I'm not really counting the movie, but we've gone longer than Firefly on TV. Uh, what else do I have? My, uh, my, uh, we outlasted Freaks and Geeks. Yes, we outlasted Freaks and Geeks. Yes. Um, we tied with Agent Peggy Carter as well. Um, Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, what else? We outlasted, if anyone can remember the show, Birds of Prey on the CW way back in the day. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think. I'm like, I'm, uh, people are probably like shouting things out also on who know TV and pop culture way better than me and this, this thing. And they're like, how can you forget about this or that? Um, Joe, you're probably good at this. What, which comic, what's comic series that were supposed to be ongoing didn't even last a year? Can you think of any? Oh, I have to go back into the past, but Brother Power the Geek, <laughs> two issues. Um, <laughs> The first uh, run of Man of um, Man Bat two issues back in the seventies. Uh, I could go on forever with comic books, but the thing I'm most proud of that we outlasted was the uh, the great experiment by the Brooklyn Nets that didn't work. The Kyrie Irving James Harden experiment. <laughs> so, <laughs> that that just came to mind, and I just I just I am so proud that we outlasted that. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Uh, that's the appropriate way to like wrap up that list is, uh, Joe, Joe, we squeezed in a little bit of a sports rant. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about Joe's, we didn't do it. You know, you guys, uh, you know, time-wise didn't do as many sports episodes this season, but no. the rants, the rants, Joe, this season, you had some good rants. Oh my God. Well, if we get to one before the end of the baseball season, there will be a rant that will be heard from here to Antares. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> And I think you only had to apologize to Brooklyn once this past season. So that is uh, correct. Yes. Yeah. No more apologies. <laughs> I'm really glad you guys are keeping track of that. My hometown, Brooklyn, the greatest place on God's green earth. But uh, you know, they they uh, pissed me off with the uh, the aforementioned Kyrie Irving Harden experiment. So uh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. No. It's wild. We've we've outlasted actually a bunch of things, which uh, you know who to thunk. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we also this is a this is a deep poll because I and Joe, you'll have to correct me. I, I don't think I mean a lot of people have outlasted this, but Kevin Smith's Daredevil Bullseye series. I think what it got two issues and then never finished. Is that correct? Two Joe? or three never finished. Uh, remember the uh, Frank Miller uh, Batman and Robin All Star, whatever the heck that was called. That was supposed to be twelve issues. It that never ended, finished. Nope, never finished. It ended at ten. Wasn't uh, that Jim Lee artwork too? Did Jim Lee artwork, but Frank Miller had. Uh, you know, had uh, Robin eating rats or Dick Grayson. Oh, I know that was rats. a terrible. It was a yeah, terrible. I mean, book, but... just, what the hell was beautifully drawn though? I would say beautifully drawn. I because yeah. I, I I looked. I read the trade on Hoopla. Um, again, shout out to our non-sponsor sponsor on our second anniversary episode. But uh, um, yeah, I read I read the trade because they collected the ten. It's beautiful, but I I don't even like the story. I'm like, what was like this? Again, you know, Frank has done a lot of nice things for the industry, but I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't understand the story. No, that was, uh, I remember people coming into the comic shop and, and what, Joe, what's going on? I have no idea. <laughs> Just, and, uh, you know, if it never, the next issue that never comes out, it'll be fine. I'm not going to miss it. No. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that Jim's art had been, 
used, better utilized elsewhere. Better exactly. utilized, because it was a beautiful looking book. The layouts, the spread, the designs oh, of the character were fantastic. Just the story was, did not suit, suit the artwork, but yeah. I don't think Frank Miller is going to listen to this episode, so it's probably okay. No, it will be fine. Um, well, should we, uh, should we wrap up our anniversary episode like we, we recently spoke about with our recommendations? Do we have recommendations that we can give out on this second anniversary episode? I, I have a few. I've got a few as well. Okay. I, Chris, um, are you, are you up to starting? Oh, or? Maybe I don't have a few. I thought I had a few. I feel okay. like I read something recently that was worth, but I think I might have actually already shared these things. Well, the, I've been, because of my schedule, I've been sharing what I've progr- been progressing through. So if you have something you're progressing through. No, I, no I, think I, I think I shared, I was, I was thinking about the infamous Iron Man, but I'm pretty sure I shared that one already because I'm seeing that I also already shared um, Frankenstein New World by uh, Mike Mignola. No, so. I think you only shared that in our text chain. I don't think you shared it. Oh, okay. okay. Well, then there we go. All right. Those are my two recommendations. Um, Infamous Iron Man, Volume 1 Infamous uh, by Brian Michael Bendis. In which, um, in which Victor Von Doom realizes that despite have, having had everything in ultimate power for, briefly, uh, he wasn't satisfied. And so he's decided to try the good route and decides he's going to be the new Iron Man. Um, so I really, really enjoyed Infamous Iron Man. I thought it was really good. I thought it was the art was fun. I thought it was l- lighter than I expected on the dialogue, um, which I think is how Doom should be done. Um but I really enjoyed it. And then Frankenstein new world by Mike Mignola. Um, I thought it was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I, I thought it was, it was, I thought it was great. So, um, so those are my, my two recommendations. I did just finish Marvel secret invasion. I don't know that it's like a high recommendation from me, but if you get to it, great. Oh, I don't think I got a chance to um, tell you that if you have not seen across the spider verse, Go see I across the spider. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I got to get to that. Oh, it is. Either. Yep. It is one of those things. If you can see it in theaters, it is worth seeing in theaters because of how it just visually, how overwhelming it is, and be prepared because it is visually overwhelming. Um, but it is, it is glorious. Um, across the Spider Verse is just, it's just fantastic. Um, you know, it can be hard to follow up something like into the Spider Verse with how good it was, but across the Spider Verse is the humor is there, the the love is there, the it's just it's just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stuff. So I will say across the Spider Verse, and I will also say um, if you've not seen Barbie, very enjoyable. I really, yeah, I really yeah. liked Barbie. Okay. I, th- I thought I would. Um, I will say this: it wasn't. I I was with the. I had the understanding that it was going to be a very funny and be very like empowering. It was very empowering, but not just for women. I thought it was empowering for men too. It was, it was, there was a lot of like, and I know this isn't for everybody and that's okay, but there was, there was, I thought good, subtle, well-written commentary on the effects that, that the patriarchy and capitalism have on men and not just women. So I thought that was really, really good and well done. Um, it wasn't quite like I thought there were going to be. A, there was going to be a lot more humor. There is a good amount of humor, but it's not like nonstop. So I just want to like throw that out there. That's not a dig at the movie. It's just it wasn't quite what I was expecting. I thought it was going to be like a lot of laughing. There is a decent amount of laughing, but um. But anyway, I, I feel like it feels like a dig, and that's not how I intended. I really enjoyed Barbie. I thought it was. I thought it was great fun, and and visually also also really impressive. So. Um, so those are my my two my four recommendations, I guess. 
That's what Dasa Chris, yeah. And just to clarify for the audience, just because it, you're talking about Secret Invasion, the the comic book, not the series, right? No, I'm talking about the series. Oh, the series, the TV oh. show. Okay. Yeah, I just uh, I just finished the series, the TV show. It okay. Was, yeah, it was it was there was there was some good stuff in there. Uh, it's not. It generally wasn't for me. I think um, I watched it because I was between semesters and I thought if I don't watch this now, I don't know that I will. And I was right. Like I didn't need to, I didn't need to force the issue. So um, if you're enjoying it, I think keep going. Um, if you're, if you've watched an episode or two and you're like, I don't need to keep watching it. Uh, I'd be forced to agree with you. I'd say that this is actually something that like, um, there was some good stuff. I don't think it was done poorly, just for me personally. Honestly, I probably could have just read the wiki. Hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I think, well, thank you for my clarification, because I thought you were referring to the graphic novel, not the show. Yeah, I... Um... No, I read the graphic novel as well. Um, and I think I just, you know, uh, this is, you know, my other thing too, and this is not to get into this, and, and maybe this is another episode, but my other issue was just that like, the no, you know what? I'm not going to get into this. This is going to be a different episode because <laughs> okay. it will it will it will turn to a thing. I did read the graphic novel and I was I was fine with it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I don't want to get into a big thing either. But I I, I have not finished this the series. Um, I share your sentiments from what I've seen so far. I probably I will finish the series, but um, it, it's I don't I don't want to turn this to a whole secret invasion thing as we're wrapping up. The I know, I know. I was right on the brink of it. And then I'm like, I'll just say this one thing. And I'm like, Chris, know thyself. You know, um, I, if, I agree with Chris. If you're enjoying it, keep going. If, if you feel like waiting, you probably can. I have personally not finished the season yet. So currently I'm in the second category, but I, I will be finishing it. But let's cut that off now. Joe, what are your recommendations? Let's see. What do I have? Um, this came out just this week. Uh, DC's Black Label series, which are oversized uh, comics. It's a three-part series by Wade. Uh, uh, Mark Wade and Brian Hitch and Kevin Nolan, Superman, The Last Days of Lex Luthor. I haven't read it yet. Keith read it uh, the other day, and he said it's spectacular. He was paging through it the other day, and the artwork is gorgeous. And um, it's a they, uh, it's uh, builds a spiritual sequel to uh, Superman Birthright. So uh, that that universe that uh, Wade created uh, for Superman through that through that series. So I'm looking forward to reading this. Uh, then I have something that uh, picked that Richie gave me yesterday when we were, uh, after dinner. He said, "Have you read this book?" I said, "No." And he hands me Jack Kirby: The Epic Life of the King of Comics, and it's by Tom. And I should, you know, here Italian American. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, but I'm going to say it's either Scioli or Scioli. Tom S C I O L I, and um, it's Kirby's life told in a comic book form. It's a comic book. It's a hardcover uh, graphic novel. I uh, started reading it this morning, got up to the part where he uh, works his way up to working for the Eisner and Iger Studios just before he goes to work for Fox in the uh, early 40s, right before the war, World War II. And it's uh, it's marvelous. It's a great read. And it's so much fun. It's well well written and, and well rendered. So I highly recommend that. And I'm not sure if I recommended this in a previous episode. It might have been in the Joe's Comics Corner, but The Flash, The Death of Iris West by Carrie Bates, Alex Sabiak, and Don Heck. It's the fourth 15-issue story that uh, tells about the demise of Iris West at the hands of, well, I'm not going to say who, I don't want to give it away, but it's a great story. And it's the story that sets up the uh, the, the, the last run of the, of the uh, Silver Age, Bronze Age Flash, which is the trial of the Flash. So I would highly recommend um, this. If it, hopefully this is on uh, non-sponsor, sponsor, James, and maybe the Jeff yeah. Kirby book, too. 
Yeah, you uh, you recommend I think maybe on our Len that hasn't aired yet. Or oh, maybe, okay. I can't remember but our Len Wein Green Lantern episode. Yeah. Um, but I, it is on Hoopla. It is. On it, Hoopla. Oh, it's, my, it's saved in my favors. Eventually, I want to read it myself. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think I think uh, our folks would uh, enjoy that. And those are my recommendations. Okay. Well, those are very good. That's jokes. great, Joe. That's awesome, yeah. Joe. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, what do I got? I don't have anything that's like complete completed reading wise but uh so i'll just go through stuff i am reading and, and enjoying i i picked up uh because i i just was never familiar with the character aside from like chris mentioning across the um into the spider verse but i picked up a uh, spider gwen um and slash ghost spider it's like a 400 page like um collected of her i guess arcs and marvel history so far and mm-hmm. uh it's good. I'm enjoying it. Like I, I didn't know the character. Um, she's she's kind of blown up, I think, in the Marvel universe. So I felt like, you know, not like it was homework, but I felt like, well, she's now like this major uh, pillar in in MCU and in Marvel proper. So I wanted to read it, and it's good. It's a, I, the multiversal take on Gwen Stacy becoming um, Spider Man slash Spider Woman is very interesting, and all the change ups. I feel I feel a little bit like the story. I mean, it's hard to say. Isn't it? The story goes goes far to change everything up. I, I thought it was more like let's just see the world if Gwen Stacy was Spider Man versus Peter Parker. But they do a lot of change up in the in the story in terms of characters and motivations and stuff like that, which is fine. It's just um, it's just my only comment. It's neither good nor bad. It's just not what I was expecting. But I'm enjoying what I'm reading. Um, Joe, I I, I kind of mentioned this to you, but if not, then you, I'm putting you on notice with this with this recommendation. Okay. I'm in preparation for Halloween. I am currently reading Tomb of Dracula to do in a Joe's Comics Corner oh, with you. Ooh, nice. So uh, I think I mentioned this to you before, but if not, I'm reading Volume One, the Epic Collection Tomb of Dracula. So I uh, hopefully we you're up for talking about that for a Halloween episode of Joe's Comics. I'll have to get do some research. It's been years since I read that, and unfortunately, I I sold all my entire I sold my entire run of Tomb of Dracula at at Mint over the years. I should I kick myself for doing that? But what the heck? Um, I I can definitely speak to that. That sets uh, Marv Wolfman and uh, Gene Steve Englehart and yeah. Uh, well, the, at the beginning, yeah, uh, you, I even think Gardner Fox wrote a couple of issues, but then it settles into Marv Wolfman, Gene Cohen, and and Tom Palmer as the inker, I believe, and it's a great, great comic book. Great. Yeah, story. I'm enjoying it. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. So uh, so Joe, I put you yeah, on notice. We you know we're recording. You have some time to <laughs> to, to like okay. uh, research that, but I thought that'd be good. Um, and what else am I recommend reading that I could recommend? I'm still working on Avengers Forever. People are listening to this podcast and you know, Colonel might be like, Oh my god, is he not finished with it? <laughs> yeah, I've just been busy. You I've take also- as much time as you need, my friend. <laughs> it's also uh it's also I told as I said before with Avengers Forever, I'm enjoying it. Um, as I understand, and Joe can correct me, this is sort of where Marvel actually turned Kang into like a threatening villain. Yeah. They kind of like did like he was kind of a I wouldn't say a joke, but they did no serious direction, and Avengers Forever marked the beginning in Marvel comics where kang became like a threat level villain oh definitely uh, yes and uh it's a, it, like i said it's good i, I wish i just like i said I, I previously i recommend it it is a little hard to have the same uh connection to these characters because they are very storyline marvel history specific that something i appreciate about the book is like it just assumes like you either know it or you're going along for the ride we're not going to really inform you about where what's going on and why these characters who were chosen for this particular mission are the way they are. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I like that the book is not apologetic. It's obviously beautiful artwork and I'm going to stick with it. So that's the, that's the Carlos Pacheco book, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And, and, and as you said earlier, if um, you know, there's always Google, you can, 
Yes, so. there is Google, which I've had to Google a few things. So I'm like, you know, yeah. so, uh, you know, because this is like, uh, like I said, I've said previously, I hate to repeat for the audience, but like Captain America is like, I guess, just getting back from being Nomad or something. In this That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's disillusioned with being Captain America. Right. I didn't read the Nomad run. So I'm like, I don't know what the heck's going on. That's a great you, one. You have Goliath and and um, Yellow Jacket on the team. You know, mm-hmm. it's, then they're like, you know, Hank Pym's different time. So it's, anyway, it's, just, it's very interesting. It, I do appreciate the fact that it does it does not g- give you a history lesson. It's like, you better know Marvel history to read it. And so I like it for, it's uh, just like taking the audience for what it knows. So yeah, I'll give you an update audience when I finish it. <laughs> my ultimate feelings. But so anyway, that's our um, anniversary episode. Um, you know, if we had our, our virtual champagne or whatever thing you want to drink, um, I would toast you guys and say, here's to uh, season three. And um, I look forward to all the episodes that we've already recorded that are going to be released and the future episodes we, we have planned. Um, I guess we can I guess we can tease it. We have another book club edition coming with a uh, friend, Richie Garofalo. We're going to be talking about the masterpiece that is um, Kingdom Come. So uh, mm, I've got some reading to do. Never heard yeah. of it. Never heard. <laughs> I haven't read it in a while, so surprising since that's like number one on your. Uh, if we go back to episode what three or four, wasn't that? I I don't guys. I don't. That you should know. I don't read comics. I just Google what are good comics. <laughs> yeah, wiki yeah. all that stuff. Comic wiki. It's called. been enough times since that episode aired, Chris. We can just let the, the the thing go. We none of us read any comics. We're just <laughs> <That's> like, <right. laughs> we can stop pretending now. Yes. Season three is when all the like the you know we can just pull back the entire curtain on this whole operation. <laughs> right. No, there's really only one thing we've. Shared that we're actually interested in and it's really only joe who's admitted it but uh but season three is this is going to be all about disco music yeah, yeah that's it I, I, that's it yeah donna summer gloria Gaynor. you know well, let's go we're going <laughs> to turn this into welcome a, folks to season three this disco and food we're going to start doing food episodes tavares 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 going in uh, perfect <laughs> yeah we're going to do a youtube video where we start cooking for you um <laughs> We really, we really, we waited till season three to jump the shark. We outlasted everybody we wanted to outlast, and and now here we go. Yeah, so, since Chris can't go to the food, Chris is going to like do a channel where he's like trying to make the food that he used to eat at, at Hinks and Hickory's, and we'll see how that goes. So it'll be. It'll be we're, we're, turning, we're turning it to George Costanza. You realize that because uh, he, I uh, remember the episode where they go up to, to pitch the show to NBC and um, and say, "What have you done, George?" Oh, I did an off off Broadway play called La Cucina. Oh, you actually cooked on stage? No, I mimed it all. <laughs> Can we get a copy of that script? <laughs> uh, well, audience, the, well, we we thank you for being with us for for three years. Um, but I obviously really through two years. We hope three years. Oh, two years, yeah, three years. We're hoping for three years. If, for if they enjoy the disco and the miming of cooking, yes, yes yeah. Um, so, but I obviously cannot do it without the you too. I appreciate you. I still appreciate you for going on this adventure and creating what we've created. So, um, thank you, Chris, so much for being a part of this part of this uh, show. Yeah, no, my my pleasure. Um, I will say, I think this episode went off the rails. We probably should have just left it with Joe's beautiful statement at the beginning. So, so <laughs> I'll go back to that and say say I appreciate you guys and and appreciate the the Mint crew. So, thanks, y'all. And Joe, thank you. I know you started the episode off with the kind words, so I just want to say I, I, I share those sentiments. Uh, you're, I, I love you guys both, and I thank you for being a part of this this, this uh, well, podcast. I return the love. I love you both. And so uh, this has been a joy these, these past two years. So thanks a lot, guys. Thank you.
And listening audience, we obviously appreciate you the most for spending time with us and uh, listening to our rants and our ravings and going off the rails like we do, which we've sort of embraced more as this podcast has gone on. So if you have thoughts, if you uh, have your favorite moments, highlights, things we've said that you'd like to shout out, we would love to hear it from them. So you can put those in the comments section on the Facebook group. Um, obviously, we would also appreciate it if you checked out our Instagram, Secret Origins MC on Instagram, because, you know... We love you as a community. We'd like to share Mint and having followers on Instagram, having you like and share the podcast gets us there, um, you know, so that the podcast can keep growing. And um, and if you want to, like, reach out to us via email, secretoriginsmc at gmail.com. We really do thank you for being on this two-year ride for us, and we look forward to talking to you more in the next season.